Hello, Jesus is calling. How may I help you? Well, I'm curious to know who Jesus is. What did he like? What did he do? And what is? Why does everybody talk about him? Well, I'm glad you asked. My name is Maya, and as a new believer, or even someone just as curious like yourself, you tend to have a lot of questions about who Jesus is. And there's so many things to talk about. So let's try to break it down. So the first thing that we want to talk about is the birth of Jesus, why he was born, and how he became our Savior. But before we start, I'd like to start with a prayer so that we start off right. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all you've done, Lord. Thank you for blessing us today and giving me the grace, Lord, to preach your word and say the things that you need me to say, spread the gospel to let the people know that you love them and that you love all of us. Lord, I ask that you speak through these clay lips and help me to move in the audience and move in the people listening, Lord. Help them know you more and help them know who you are and why you love us so much. In your name I do pray, amen. So you may want to start talking about Jesus and learning about Jesus and knowing everything that's happening, but you don't know where to start. So the most important thing to know is where to know is where to look. And the most important thing to have is a Bible. And whether that's in King James Version or NIV or which is what I prefer, I prefer the NIV or even ASV. Is it was that American Standard Version? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But either way, whatever you prefer, and whatever is easier for you to understand, it's important for you to have a Bible because that is, the Bible is basically the blueprint to getting to know Jesus and to be able to live eternally with him and the Father. Um, so, yes, it's very important to have a Bible. Um, and you may become very overwhelmed and confused because you don't know where to start. There's so many words. There's like, <laughs> so, there's so many things going on in this one book. But that, that's okay because we're just going to break it down. We're going to go slow. And the first book that we're going to look at is Matthews. Now, Matthews is one of the four Gospels, which also includes Mark, Luke, and John. So the four Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And while I am saying these scriptures and all that stuff, I'll give you time to follow along in your Bible and or you can simply pause it, you know, whatever works for you. But I'll be nice on my end and I'll pause. I'll pause and give you a chance to get to your Bible. Um, so and also all the verses and chapters that I'm going to be exploring are going to be in the descriptions of the podcast. So let's just jump right into it. So who is Jesus? That's a, that's a great question. So we're going to start off in um, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 19. And so Jesus had two earthly parents, the Virgin Mary and Joseph. Now, Mary was a virgin, of course, hence the name. And Joseph was her husband. Now, mind you, I said earthly parents because he was... Brought here from God, he gave us his own begotten, only begotten son on earth as a representation of himself. So some people, they, they find that a bit confusing. They're like, wait, what? They're two different people? Technically, but not really, but also yes. <laughs> so Jesus is God in human form. However... He was in, he was in flesh. Okay. God 
is Jesus in the flesh. That that's just that's just what it is. You know, that's just what I can't break it down any any further than that, you know. So let's look at Matthew chapter 1, 18, verse 19. It reads, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to marry to Joseph, but before they came together, he was she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So let's break this down. So we have learned that Jesus, that, no, we have learned that Mary is going to have a baby. Now, we all know that her name is Virgin Mary. So let's let's be for real. If we had a spouse or a partner and we knew that, you know, we knew that both of us were virgins. Okay, we know how that works. And then you find out that your spouse or your partner is pregnant. You would also be curious. Okay, let's look at let's let's look back at, at verse nineteen. It says, "Because Joseph, her father, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly." Like, if you never had, you know, the the thing to have a baby, and you telling me that you're pregnant. But we never had, like, you would be questioning, like, who are you sleeping with? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you would be, you would be questioning your partner. You'd be questioning everything because, like, your name is Virgin the Mary. But you have a baby. But we didn't link up. What, what's going on? What's going on? Okay, what's going on? So Joseph was a little bit skeptical of Mary, you know, so-called, air quote, so-called a virgin. But let's, let's go a little bit further. In verse 20, it says... But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Mm. That hit, that hit for real. If, let's think about this real quick. If Joseph said, you know, he heard the angel of the Lord in his dream, Thomas, don't, you know, don't divorce her. This is, don't divorce her. The baby, she has been given the baby Jesus from the Lord himself. It was, she's going to, what it says. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And if Joseph said, I don't believe it. I don't care. We didn't have, you know what? And I'm not doing this. If he would have gave up, we would all be dead. But God, hallelujah. But God had it his way. Let me let me go a little bit farther because I'm getting a little bit too happy. All right, let's skim, let's skim to verse 24 real quick. It reads, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. And then after this, Jesus was born and was given the name Jesus by Joseph. So this whole story is very, very important because first of all, 
Joseph was, he, you know, he was doubting a little bit. He was doubting, like, okay, my wife just said that she's going to have a child. But we didn't do anything. So who am I to believe? You know, who am I to believe that that's true? And this kid, this can be used in today's life, in today's world. You know, some people, they hear people talking, oh, who's Jesus and what is this? What are they talking about? I don't know who this is and Jesus isn't real and all this stuff. And there's so many, you know, unbelievers. And we're kind of like, we're kind of like Joseph in this situation. You know, everybody's talking about, oh, Jesus is wonderful. Jesus loves you, which he does, you know, but there are some Josephs in this world that aren't believing. They're skeptical. And they're like, how is this real? You know, like, how did this happen if I can't see it? I can't see it. I don't see anything. I don't see what you're talking about. You say that Jesus blessed you. You said that he, you know, he took you out of depression. You know, he, he, he you said that he, he helped you, helped your, your grandparents when they got sick. I don't see it. Why is everything bad happening to me? If, if, if Jesus is real, what, why, why is this happening to me? And we're skeptical and we're, we're starting to lose faith. We're starting to lose hope. And we have to, I'm sorry, y'all, if y'all can hear my stomach growling, but we have to look at it this way. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling for you. And with this whole journey, you have to believe two things. If you believe there is Jesus, then you have to believe there's an enemy. And if you believe there's an enemy, you have to believe there's a Jesus. Because one cannot exist without the other. Why would we be on this earth if there's Jesus and there's no enemy? What you're believing, that that skeptical mindset... It's just the enemy at his work. The enemy knows. The enemy. Excuse me. The enemy wants you to think that. The enemy wants you to think that. Oh, it's not for you. Oh, whatever you want to do is not for you. Whatever purpose you think you have is not for you. Whatever people are talking about, about, oh, Jesus saved this person and Jesus saved that person. It's not for you. It's not real. That's what the enemy wants you to think. But it's not real. All of that is not true. Because Jesus, you we see it right here. It's written in plain sight. Everything that is written in the Bible is the words from the Lord himself. It says, hold on, let me go back to it. It says, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. That is living proof that Jesus is real. Because Joseph just confirmed it. Joseph just said, okay, I'm skeptical, but... 
There is a reason why this baby was born like this. There is a reason why out of nowhere this came and appeared. So there is a reason why, even though you're skeptical, you hear people talking about, oh, Jesus, he delivered me from this. I was sad, but in the morning I came joy. Hallelujah. There is a reason why you hear these things because it's true. I'm a firm believer. I, I I would like to share my story of how I became saved. When I, growing up, my mom always, you know, had me in church. She raised me in church. And at the time, I was just going to church because, oh, my mama said I had to go to church. You know, if you know about a black mama, she don't play. Okay. I mean, any mama shouldn't play, you know, especially with church. So when I would go, at first I was like, oh, I have to be here. I just want to eat, you know, and I'd be happy on communion because I, okay, is it just me? For the people that do communion, that little uh, cardboard cracker thing be filling me up for a whole two hours. I could have not eaten breakfast at all. And that little cardboard not cardboard. It's not cardboard. It's, it's, it feel like it, but it's not. It's bread. But that bread be filling me up for like two hours. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. But anyways, I went to church and was like, oh, this is just church. Like, whatever. But as my mom kept steadily taking me to church, I was like, well, there's a reason why I'm here. And I started to listen. I started to listen to what the pastor had was saying. I started to listen to the lyrics of the songs and, and the praise songs that they were singing. I was like, there has to be something to this. What is this? What is, what are they saying? You know, what is the meaning of this? And once I started to figure out what it was, I, I came up with one theme is love. All that Jesus is, is love. The way that he was made was love. God created Jesus and he gave him to us because he loved us. Everything that God does is out of love and for the advancement of his kingdom. So that's what I want y'all to learn from this. Learn why Jesus was born. He was born because God loves us. And like I said, Jesus is God in the flesh. So of course he would show love. Of course he would be brought by love. And what I love about this story here is unexpected love. Because Mary, Mary didn't know she was going to have a baby. Joseph didn't know he was going to have a baby. It was unexpected. It's that unexpected love that they were given. That's how much he loves you. And that's what I want y'all to know, that he loves you and that he cares for you. He gave us his only begotten son so that we can draw closer to him. We were the ones that moved away from him. We were the ones that changed. We were the ones that that created all these different principles and, and, and suspicions and superstitions to say oh this is not real this is not real but God never changed the same God that created the heavens and the earth is the same God that is moving through you and that is walking with you and speaking to you whether you can hear it or not 
God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. That is Hebrews 13 and 8. And it's important that you remember that and that sticks with you. That is Hebrews 13, 8, verse 8. God is the same, or it's not God, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are loved and you are wanted. God is all that you need him to be. He said that I am the I am. And what does that mean? That means he is everything that you need him to be. He is everything and more. If you need him to provide, he is your provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the healer. He is the lawyer in your courtroom. He is the storm calmer. He is your mountain mover. He is your valley digger. He is your doctor. He is your mother. He is your father. He is your friend. He is your chain breaker. Glory. He is your door opener. He is everything and all things that he needs you to be. Psalms 97 verse 5 says that the mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth. Do you understand? Can you grasp that? Mountains melt like wax because God is so powerful. God can do anything and he is above and reigns over things. That should be motivation to you. Whatever you're going through, whatever storm you're going through, whether you are whether you are dealing with problems in relationships, whether you don't know what your identity is, whether you don't know if somebody loves you, God loves you unconditionally. Whether you are depressed, whether you feel anxious, whether you are stressed, you don't know what's going to happen the next day. You don't know where your money going to come from. You don't know how to raise your children. You don't know how to You don't know what shoes you're going to wear. You don't know anything. When you are so, your whole life feels so flipped upside down. When you're confused of why Billy, Sally, and Joe are having the best time in their lives. But you're stuck with the most crazy obstacles of life. He said that I will protect you. And I will push you forward. I will lead you. But it's your choice. Whether or not to follow him. God is calling you. Whether you see it or not. Just you listening to this podcast. You listening to what I have to say. From the Lord above. He is pushing you. And he's calling you. He's been calling you since the day you were born. Whether you saw it. Whether you heard it. it, However it came to you. The Lord is calling for you. His arms are open wide. All the times that you felt like you messed up, all the times you felt like I can't, I can't do this or, or, or even if you don't know if you messed up, you don't even know what messing up is. God is calling you and he wants you to realize that the way that you're living is not what he has promised you. He has promised you so much more. Than what you are living right now. If you think right now. You are living your best life. Imagine what God has for you. He says I have more for you. Than what you're doing right now. I want y'all to settle on that. It says here. How could you. How could you worship. Any other God. Any other thing but God. And the key thing here is to know 
the difference between God and God. God is a little, little G God. And we can see those as Instagram, Snapchat, some little boy you running after because you think you like him. These are all things. Little G gods are idols. Idols are things that we put before God. So any, it could be anything. It could be working out. It could be watching TV. It could be window shopping. It could be eating. I mean, you need to eat, but you know, it could be anything that you are putting over God. Because he is not number one in your life. And God is doing and has done so much for us. He woke us up this morning. That is, a, that is a gift and a blessing in itself. You have seen another day. Because I want you to think right now. Everything and anything that's going to happen tomorrow. You can't really think about what is going to happen. But you can think about what you want to happen. We don't know what is promised tomorrow. And we would have never knew what was promised yesterday until we got to today. We have every right to know him because he wants us to know him. And you can do that by looking at your Bible, reading the Bible. Now, we're not saying read it cover to cover. We're not saying that. We're saying take time. Whether it is two minutes or three hours, whatever makes you feel comfortable in this state, take out time for him and get to know him. And God, God is everything. God is the I am. God is everything and anything that you need him to be. The other things that you do before him, like Instagram or, or watching TV or whatever, those are temporary pleasures and they do not promise eternal life or joy why would you settle less when you can have overflowing joy with the lord that loves you so much i know i say we're gonna take it slow but this is what i'm getting from the lord this is what i'm hearing and what i want to share so god we thank you for blessing us with your grace and giving us peace he says that i give you a vision That is just enough to see where I am and where and know where I go with you. All we have to do is put one foot in front of the other and keep going day by day. Why would we want to do other things that's not for him? Once you figure out the love that he has for us, you would want to do anything in your power to draw people near him. He's saying, I'm whispering to you. If only you could hear my whisper. Let's think of it that like this. Say you're talking to your friend and your friend is whispering to you. If you're close up to him, you can hear everything they're saying. But if you're two feet away, can you hear that whisper? If you're 10 feet away, can you hear that whisper? If you're outside the door, can you hear that whisper? No. Unless you are trying to hear them. And when you're trying to hear them, you feel yourself moving closer and closer to them. Until you can finally hear what they have to say. Either if, you, if you're if you moving closer, you say, huh? Huh? 
Huh? What do you say? Huh? We are, we need to be in that huh stage. I know it sounds stupid, but it makes sense. We need to draw closer to him because that's what he wants. And that's what we need. Because he has a greater purpose for us. You know? And that always brings me back to, you are the only you in this world. Whether you have a twin and they look identical, you are the only you in this world. God believed and thought that you were so special and so different and so unique that he said, I I can only make one of you. Because if I make another one of you, oh, we're going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem. It's going to be too out of whack. Because he thought that you were so powerful and so great and so amazing that he said, I only need one of you. Because you specifically have a gift that I'm going to give you. He thought about you before he created the earth. He was thinking about you before he created the earth. And he said, that is good. He looked at you and said, it is good. That should be enough right there. To know that God loves you. And if you want to go further, look in Genesis. And I can't recall any other books at the moment. But the Bible is an entire love story. It's an entire love story of from God to us. And how much he loves us. And everything that he does for us. Uh, Thank you for listening. And thank you for tuning in to know who Jesus is. Jesus is our savior. Jesus is our king. And he was brought to us in human flesh form. God is Jesus in the flesh. And he was brought to us because God loves us so much. And I pray that every day and every second, every millisecond, every minute, every hour, you recognize his love for you. And you spread that love to people around us. Thank you and have a blessed day.